0: Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you'll find insight, analysis and the story behind the numbers. Hello and welcome to Business Line's State of Economy podcast. I'm Lokeshwari. We are very pleased to have with us today uh, Achala Malani, economist, RBL Bank. We'll be discussing all about global interest rates, bond yields, global growth outlook, dollar, rupee, and much more in this podcast. Let's begin with uh, the global growth outlook for uh, 2024. Uh, We know that the interest rate cycle seems to have come to an end almost with most global central banks hinting that the rate hikes are over. So do you think that a soft landing has been achieved or do you think there's more pain ahead for the global growth as such? Thank you, Lokeshpuri, for the question. As you rightly mentioned uh in the last one
1: year or uh, 2023 will be really defined as the year where we will probably see the advanced economies policy rates are peaking out and as we kick start the uh, new year with 2024 we will see that the central bankers will actually start moving lower on their uh, policy rates uh the question and what Also, what would be of interest this time around would be when will uh, the rate cut cycle begin and what will be the pace of rate cuts? Would it be as uh, sharp and steep uh, like the rate hikes or is it going to be a gradual one? So based on our assessment and also when we look at the IMF World Economic Outlook projections for advanced uh, economies and the world growth being pegged at about 3% for 2024, uh, with US being at 2.1%, and then it moving to 1.5% kind of levels. The expectation is that the US would see a soft landing. And as a result, given that uh, inflation is more gradually moving towards uh, its 2% uh, policy goal target and the employment situation and the labor market starts to cool off in the states. By June 2024, we will see the narrative change uh, to rate cuts, and the first rate cut is likely to be delivered in the June uh, monetary policy by the US Fed is what we are factoring in. Now, when we look at uh, uh, the Davos uh, 2024 event that is ongoing, in that also we've seen that the policy makers remain quite data dependent. And the word that has been used repeatedly by uh, policymakers and central bankers, uh, it is that of the prevailing uncertainty, the geopolitical uh, tensions, as well as climate conditions. Now, in the backdrop of such uncertainty, we think that the pace of rate cuts would probably be much slower than what uh, was the pace of rate hikes. So, that's where we stand when we uh, look at the overall global scenario in terms of growth and policy
0: narrative. Okay, that's very well explained. So, what are the risks actually to this uh, growth uh, expectations, projections that you're giving? And uh, do you think, do you see inflation actually spiking higher sometime? Is there a risk of that happening? Okay, so in terms of... uh,
1: uh, growth, I think uh, the key risks that would mater- that could materialize would be if the geopolitical tensions were to persist, uh, in especially with uh, the geoeconomic fragmentation being one part of it, and second being the ongoing affairs in terms of the Red Sea uh, logistical aspect. So that could be a headwind to both uh, higher inflation because supply chain bottlenecks could return. And second could be a a lower growth because exports would take a hit for exporting countries. So global growth could face a downturn. And also, in terms of consumption, the consumption could also take a hit, given that the ships have been rerouted through a longer route, which takes a higher uh, toll in terms of both expenses as well as for goods getting delivered. So that remains a headwind if that problem was to persist. And of course, for a country like India, it would transpire by way of say higher commodity prices, in particular crude oil prices. Although we are seeing it remain fairly stable in the range of 77 to 80 dollar per barrel, but therefore that we are saying that that is one event that one needs to watch out for in the ensuing weeks and months. Second is of course 2024 is when we will see a lot of countries going into election phase, uh, especially the world's biggest democracies that being of the US and India as well. So while Taiwan elections are behind us, there there is overall 40% of world's population that will be voting in 2024. So that is something that could probably be an event uh, risk in the year 2024. It may have a positive impact uh, since it's an election year. We could see some bit of growth uh, leg up, But also what will be important to watch out for is whether it would translate into fiscal profligacy or whether fiscal prudence would prevail across these economies. So far, the narrative even at Davos remains that of remaining in the phase and on the path of gradual fiscal consolidation, especially post-pandemic. So these are a couple of headwinds that we will be watching out for in 2024. But as of now, risks remain fairly balanced. Uh, When we look at the overall growth and inflation scenario, we don't see such major black swan events that could probably push up inflation dramatically higher
0: in the the end
1: swing quarters.
0: So uh, against this background, how do you see the US dollar moving? Because we saw it softening a little bit, falling a little. But uh, how do you think it will move over this year? And... uh, What will be the impact of this on the Indian rupee? Yes,
1: that's, again, a very good question. Uh, So we did see that the dollar strength was starting to uh, dissipate, and in anticipation that uh, the Fed rate cut cycle would begin as early as March. But when we are looking at comments and also when we're looking at the overall inflation and employment uh, data coming through, Uh, the rate cut expectations have been pushed ahead. When we also look at the other continent, when we look at the Eurozone and uh, when we look at the UK inflation numbers as well, they are also slightly on the higher side, which also means that it is only uh, during summer, which is again during June and after June, where we could see the rate cut expectations uh, come through for the Euro area as well. So as a result, we are really seeing that the dollar has gained uh, some more momentum. At present, it is about 103 and a half kind of levels. And if at all, there was not a soft landing, but there was a major growth concern, then we could see that risk assets may not be uh, favorable. And therefore, we could see the dollar index would strengthen again. But at this point in time, we are really working with the range of 100 to 103. Uh, that's where we see that the dollar index would be in that particular band. And in terms of impact on Indian rupee, I think Indian rupee has been fairly uh, steady, and also with uh, external sector fundamentals favoring India and the robust uh, capital inflows that we have seen over the past few months, in particular post September 2023, when the bond inclusion news was announced, we've seen that the country has actually received dollar flows and overall it has favored uh the currency and there has been a lesser depreciation bias uh on the currency per se we are seeing that there is an improvement on the trade deficit front as well we saw that the monthly run rate w- was much higher than about 2022 $20, billion dollar uh, with october touching an all time high of 31 billion dollars and now the last print it has come down to about 19.8 billion so there is this positive uh tilt that we are seeing for the currency but overall we still think that it will be fairly in a tight range of about 82 to 84 a dollar reason being because we also head into uh, election during april may so we could see that there could be some bit of uh, stickiness in flows and fdi flows may come through only post election uh, season is behind us and By the time we reach the end of this year, there will be US that will be heading into election. So we could see that the capital flows may dry up somewhat and therefore the sharp appreciation bias may not really come through. So 82 to 84 and dollar index being around 100 to 103 is where we think uh, the momentum is more likely to be. So uh,
0: talking about flows, do you see uh, significant uh, flows coming in due to this uh, bond index inclusion because we had this JP Morgan including uh, Indian bonds in the index and now we had the Bloomberg also doing it. So would that make a a significant uh, impact on the flows? If we look
1: at uh, the flows data uh, from September 22 when the bond inclusion news did break out uh, officially, we have seen that the inflows in the debt market are a little shy of $10 billion. So we were anticipating that we could see an annual inflow of about $25 to $30 billion over a period of time. But of that, $10 billion is already in. And then the recent announcement that Bloomberg is also considering in the EM bond index, although the asset under management, when we look at that particular indices, is relatively smaller, so we may not see a significant bump up. But in terms of momentum, it is a definite positive. So overall, yes, I think uh, we could see capital inflows in the debt market actually pick up uh, in the ensuing months once the bond inclusion actually kickstarts from June 2024. I think uh, a lot of these asset companies have already uh, piled up as it is getting reflected in our uh, uh, debt market numbers. So in the same period, uh, in equities, we saw inflow about 6.2 billion from about, say, 22nd September to fifteen Jan. And even in the debt market space, it is as much. So it has happened after a very long period of time that we are seeing debt market garner so much uh, interest. So I think uh, the sentiment remains quite a beat uh, for
0: uh, uh, debt market per se. Okay. So Achila, we have the union budget or the interim budget around the corner. And one number we'll all be watching is the borrowing figures for the central government. So what is it that you are penciling in in terms of the market borrowing that will be happening, uh, that they'll be uh, targeting? And is there a capacity to absorb all these extra papers that will be issued? Yes, Uh,
1: that's correct. So uh, this this will be a vote on account, uh, interim budget, as you rightly mentioned. But I think uh, this would still be important because markets and uh, analysts would be watching out for the government's uh, fiscal consolidation roadmap, whether it would be cutting back on its uh, fiscal deficit to GDP ratio by about 50 basis points or more. So as of now, we are working with the base case of it lowering its fiscal deficit to gdp ratio from 5.9% to 5.5% in fy25 which in as per our estimates is translating uh, into a fiscal deficit of about 18 lakh crore and if we were to take an assumption that uh, say about 65 to 66% of it gets uh, translated into uh, net borrowing figure then that would mean that we will be at around 11.5 to 11.9 lakh crore kind of a net borrowing figure, and gross borrowing could be relatively flattish at 15.2 to 15.6 lakh crore. So in FY24, gross borrowing figure was about 15.4 lakh crore. So this time it it will be around similar levels. Uh, you can say it will be largely flattish. And net borrowing figure could be slightly higher because this time around the overall redemption burden is uh, lesser at 3.7 lakh crore. Last year, we saw that the redemption uh, amount itself was about 4.4 lakh crore. So in that sense, I think bond markets are r- relatively prepared for a borrowing net borrowing figure of about 11.5 to, say, 12 lakh crore. Uh, and in terms of uh, gross borrowing, also, as I mentioned, it is largely looking it to be in the range of about 15.2 to 15.6 lakh crore. So in terms of absorption, I think, uh, yes, I, uh, it is uh, likely to be absorbed fully by the markets without uh, any detrimental impact on bond yields as such. One of the reasons being uh, because we think that there could be a fresh demand that we could see come through but in the form of FPI inflows. We have seen some leg up in that uh, segment already. For example, the data till September 2023 actually shows that the ownership of uh, FPIs of uh, GSECs has actually gone up to, say, 1.6% uh, versus about 1.3% seen four quarters ago. So we are already seeing that uh, the ownership pattern is kind of changing, and with insurance companies uh, also continuing to mop up, and the governments, uh, had, the government has been focusing on issuing longer dated bonds, which again uh, leads to it getting absorbed by insurance uh, companies. So we are fairly optimistic that uh, it. Overall, for debt market and rates market, uh, 2024 is likely to be a good year, both in terms of uh, supply being largely subdued and muted. A positive surprise would be a definite welcome if government was to take a faster fiscal consolidation uh, roadmap. And second would be due to positive developments such as the bond indices inclusion, where we are seeing FPI interests come through. So uh, overall, uh, uh, quite positive on uh, uh, the debt market space. Uh, Overall, we are saying that the net borrowing figure would be about 11.2 to uh, 11.9 lakh crore. And we are uh, quite positive that the supply-demand dynamics favor uh, the overall uh, bond yield environment uh, in 2024 and FY25 overall. Okay,
0: uh, so that brings us to the last question. Uh, what is your uh, view on the uh, GSEC uh, yields going ahead this for this coming year, 2024 for this year? There is.
1: Okay, so uh, as of now, if you look at the current 10-year uh, bond yield, it is at about 7.16 level. And this uh, is our uh, understanding and assessment of uh, uh, the fiscal deficit roadmap and also rate, ex- policy rate expectations, which we think will be largely status quo, at least till first half of calendar year 2024. Uh, in that backdrop, we are saying that the yield range for the 10 year could be about 6.9 to about 7.20. Uh, and any positive uh, momentum in terms of, say, faster rate cuts globally. And a positive uh, inflation outcomes back home. As of now, inflation prints have been on the higher side because of volatile uh, food prices. And if at all in twenty twenty four we could see food inflation come down, uh, then uh, chances of rate cuts coming through in the second half of uh, calendar year twenty twenty four improve dramatically. And therefore, uh, we are optimistic that uh, from here the yields would be largely on marching lower and therefore the range uh, that we are working with is about 6.90 to 7.20 in 2024.
0: Thank you so much Achla for your views on uh, everything including the growth and inflation and dollar etc. I'm sure our uh, listeners benefited greatly from your views. Thanks once again.
1: Thank you Lokeshwari for having me here. It was nice to interact with you.